The Rebel Saint Buddha preached a religion devoid of authority. In a time when the multitudes were passively relying on Brahmins to tell them what to do, Buddha challenged each individual to do his own religious seeking. Quote, do not accept what you hear by report. Do not accept tradition. Do not accept a statement because it is found in our books, nor because it is in accord with your belief, nor because it is the saying of your teacher. Be lamps unto yourselves. Those who, either now or after I am dead, shall rely upon themselves only and not look for assistance to anyone besides themselves, it is they who shall reach the topmost hate. Buddha preached a religion devoid of ritual. Repeatedly he ridiculed Brahmanic rites as superstitious petitions to ineffectual gods. Buddha preached a religion that skirted speculation. There is ample evidence that he could have been one of the world's great metaphysicians if he had put his mind to the task. Instead, he skirted the thicket of theorizing. His famous parable of the arrow smeared thickly with poison puts the point with precision. It is as if a man had been wounded by an arrow thickly smeared with poison, and his friends and kinsmen were to get the surgeon to heal him, and he were to say, I will not have this arrow pulled out until I know by what man I was wounded. Whether he is of the warrior caste or a Brahmin, or if the agricultural or the lowest caste, or if he were to say, I will not have this arrow pulled out until I know of what name of family the man is, or whether he is tall or short or a middlehead, or whether he is black or dark or yellowish, or whether he comes from such and such a village or town or city or until I know whether the bow with which I was wounded was a chopper or a kutanda, or until I know whether the bow string was of swallow wood or bamboo fiber or sinew or hemp or of milk sap tree, or until I know whether the shaft was from a wild or cultivated plant, or whether it was feathered from a vulture's wing or a heron's or a hawk's or a peacock's, or whether it was wrapped round with the sinew of an ox or a buffalo, or of a rural deer, or of a monkey, or until I know whether it was an ordinary arrow, or a razor arrow, or an iron arrow, or of a calf tooth arrow. Before knowing all this, that man would die. Similarly, it is not on the view that the world is eternal, that it is finite, that body and soul are distinct, or that the Buddha exists after death, that a religious life depends. Whether these views or their opposites are held, there are still rebirth, there is old age, there is death and grief, lamentation, suffering, sorrow and despair. I have not spoken to these views because they do not conduce to absence of passion or to tranquility and nirvana. And what have I explained? Suffering have I explained, the cause of suffering, the destruction of suffering, and the path that leads to the destruction of suffering have I explained, for this is useful. This quote is from the Majima Nikaya Sutta 63, as translated by E.G. Thomas in early Buddhist scriptures. Buddha preached a religion devoid of tradition. Quote, Do not go of what is handed down, nor on the authority of your traditional teachings. When you know of yourselves 
These teachings are not good. These teachings, when followed out and put in practice, conduce to loss and suffering, then reject them. Buddha preached a religion of intense self-effort. We have noted that discouragement and defeat that had settled over the India of Buddha's day. Many had come to accept the round of birth and rebirth as unending, which was like resigning oneself to a nightmarish sentence to hard labor for eternity. Those who still clung to the hope of eventual release had resigned themselves to the Brahmin-sponsored notion that the process would take thousands of lifetimes, during which they would gradually work their way into the Brahmin caste as the only one from which release was possible. Nothing struck the Buddha as more pernicious than this prevailing fatalism. Quote, Those who, relying upon themselves only, shall not look for assistance to anyone besides themselves. It is they who shall reach the topmost hate. No god or gods could be counted on, not even the Buddha himself. When I am gone, he told his followers, in fact, do not bother to pray to me, for when I am gone, I will be really gone. The notion that only Brahmins could attain enlightenment, the Buddha considered ridiculous. Whatever your case, he told his followers, you can make it in this very lifetime. Buddha preached a religion devoid of the supernatural. He condemned all forms of divination, soothsaying and forecasting as low arts. And so he concluded from his own experience that the human mind was capable of powers now referred to as paranormal, he refused to allow his monks to play around with those powers. By this, you shall know that a man is not my disciple, that he tries to work a miracle. Original Buddhism can be characterized in the following terms. It was empirical. On every question, personal experience was the final test of truth. Do not go by reasoning, nor by inferring, nor by argument. A true disciple must know for himself. It was scientific. It made the quality of lived experience its final test and directed its attention to discovering cause and effect relationships that affected the experience. It was pragmatic. Unless his teachings were useful tools, they had no value whatsoever. He likened them to rafts. They help people cross streams, but are no further of any value once the shore is reached. It was therapeutic. One thing I teach, said the Buddha, suffering and the end of suffering. It is just ill and the ceasing of ill that I proclaim. It was psychological. The word is used here in contrast to metaphysical. Instead of beginning with the universe and moving to the place of human beings within it, the Buddha invariably began with the human lot, its problems and the dynamics of coping with them. It was egalitarian. He rejected the caste system's assumption that aptitudes were hereditary. Born a Kshatriya, warrior ruler, yet finding himself temperamentally a Brahmin, he broke caste, opening his order to all regardless of social status. It was directed to individuals. Buddha was not blind to the social side of human nature. He not only founded the religious order, Sangha, he insisted on its importance in reinforcing individual resolves. Yet in the end, his appeal was to the individual that each should proceed toward enlightenment through confronting his or her individual situation and predicaments. Quote, Therefore, O Ananda, be lamps unto yourselves. Betake yourselves to no external refuge. Hold fast as a refuge to the truth, 
Work out your own salvation with diligence.